For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yo, this is the biggest scam in America <laughs> right now. This is why these fools are building up public these storage facilities all over America. Mm -hmm. All right, welcome back to Rants and Gems. This is Matt Garland, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. We are live. We are blessed. Thank God for another day. Back with another incredible episode. Today, we're going to be speaking to my guy. Um, we had him on my personal YouTube channel. So if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you guys go to MG the Mortgage Guy. Uh, shameless plug real quick. Um, but we had him on my YouTube channel probably last year in November, and we was talking about um, storage facilities and things of that nature. And I said, nah, Ramel, we got to get you on Rants and Gems. We got to get you on the EYL network and um, kind of do uh, a part two to our conversation. So without further ado, we got my man, Ramel. What's going on, my brother? What's up, bro? How you I, feeling? The storage, the storage facilities king here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, first of all, introduce yourself to the audience for those who might not heard of you, know who you are. Yes, sir. Ramel New Worlds, 30 years old, born and raised in Brooklyn, New 30 York. 30 years old. Commercial real estate investor, great credit age. expert. <laughs> great <laughs> age. Yeah. Um, story like anybody else, you know, come from inner cities, poverty, food stamps, welfare, you name it. Um, today, we own over 300 units and we impact the world teaching, training on how to buy commercial real estate with no money down strategies. 300 units in commercial. Yes, sir. At 30 years old. That's impressive. Thank you. That's very impressive. Um, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to get into your story a little bit later, but I want to have a conversation with you specifically about SBA loans. Because when we were speaking on my channel, like we touched on it a little bit, but we didn't go into like super deep details about it. But um, for those of you who don't know, can you explain what an SBA, SBA loan is? Yes, so the SBA loan, that's a small business administration. So mm -hmm. it's a government program. Most people know SBA for PPP. Exactly. That's yeah. what we heard about it in yeah. 2020 with the EIDL <laughs> loans, PPP yeah. loans. But it's been out since the 1950s, right? And so many people have been taking advantage of this, but we didn't take advantage of it because we didn't know about it in our community. So, you know, I take pride in educating our community on the SBA loans. So we got different types of SBA loans, right? You got the SBA 7A loan, which I'll break down a little later. That's how you go out there and you buy self-storage facilities. You have the SBA 504 loan, which is another loan where you can utilize that to buy bigger self-storage facilities. So the 7A is more of an entry level. Uh, you have SBA Express loans, which is for small businesses. So if you just want to buy a business as is, right? you might want to buy a trucking company, a restaurant, right? You get the SBA Express loan. You have SBA Working Capital loans. Um, and, and, and plus uh, hundreds of other loans, but those are the loans that I specifically has worked on and pretty much being able to you know, get my hands on. All right, so can you explain the process? You said it was an SBA 7A? 7A. All right, so can you explain the process of obtaining an SBA loan to purchase real estate? So the SBA 7A loan, um, the reason why I love it is because they finance you up to 90%. So you just have to come to the table with 10% down. So if you find a self-storage facility, my first facility was $750,000. So 10% down, 
$75,000 with closing costs and fees that came with it. He took him like $85,000, right? Six fifty minimum credit score, so it's very generous when it comes to a credit profile. You know, lending guidelines are pretty tight right now. So six fifty minimum credit score. You also need to have um, no collections, no loan defaults, no bankruptcies. Your credit report need to be clean. Um, SBA do require paperwork, so if they're gonna give you a bunch of money up to five million dollars, you just can't walk in the bank without the paperwork, right? So they are gonna ask you for a business plan because you're buying a business. Um, and I'll talk about some strategies to how you can creatively create your business plan. But um, having a business plan, they also assign you a business analyst. That's another reason why I love the SBA, because not only when they give you the loan, they want to make sure that you actually run the business properly and that they're protecting their, their investment. Right. So they're going to assign you a business analyst that you'll work with every single quarter. Go over your business, go over your facility, go over your acquisition. Um, tax returns, two years, P&L statements. Um, yeah, every, that's, that's pretty much all the documents that you do need because you're, you're buying a business. Now, the good thing is if somebody's starting out and they're new, they may not have all these documents. But if you're buying a self-storage facility, the seller who is selling that facility may have the P&L statements, the tax returns and a lot of the financials. So you utilize that to help you towards that acquisition, even if you don't have it like starting out. So if you're buying the real estate that has a business attached to it, yep. like storage facilities, trying to think like a restaurant yep. for example is another one that I can think of at the top of my head you can actually use the financials of the business that's already operating for you to get approved for yeah. that's that's dope yeah. so they, it's two ways they um, evaluate it right so number one when you buy the real estate so the appreciation of that land that you own the value of the land and then the actual business so it's, it's EBITDA so earnings before interest, taxes, amortization, uh -huh. um, they look at that business revenue as well. So the combination of those is how they're going to qualify that purchase. So for me as an investor that's going in, let's just say I'm a brand new investor, I don't really need any paperwork. Is that what you're saying? Or you, an you, established business? There you go. You don't need an established business, right? Because you're buying a business which is going to help you out. But you do need paperwork on you as a person, right? Okay. Because I still want to see your credit profile. I still want to see your W-2s or 1099s. You, you still need to have some type of documented income because if the facility, so for example, we buy distressed facilities, right? So not every facility we buy is bringing in revenue right away. So during that time of you getting it up to speed where you can start to generate revenue, we need to see, or the banks need to see, what's your income like? Can you support you know, making a certain type of investment to keep that facility going. So you definitely want to make sure that you have tax returns, W-2s, um, and your credit profile. So 650 minimum credit score on the Facts. personal side. Now we have the personal guarantee it. Yes. Correct? What type of terms um, for the 7A loan that is F SBA offering? And what kind of interest rates can we expect for that? Again, like, I, I get excited about this because mm -hmm. typically in commercial real estate, the loans, they are shorter. So you got like a five years, amortized over 20, but it's typically a five-year term. Uh, with the SBA, it's 30 years. So right now, I just picked up three self-storage facilities as a bundle, total of 40, 240 units. We bundle all the facilities together. Right now, interest rates is not the best, so we got a 9% interest rate, which is tough. But the beautiful thing is because I got the deal so cheap, Right now, I'm still profitable, but when interest rates do go back down at some point, we're going to be even more profitable, right? So 30-year, um, 9% interest rate, obviously, it be, it's based upon the market. And right now, interest rates are taking a beating right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, 
Cash flow is king. king. Yeah. So ultimately, yeah. at the end of the day, as long as the deal's still cash flowing, I tell people don't even worry about the rate. The rate is irrelevant to a certain extent, not to all extents, because in most case, in some cases, that high interest rate can knock out all your cash flow, and then the deal is just not even worth yeah. it. But you say you got how many units? It's 241 units. 241 on, so you did a portfolio. Correct. So was this the same seller who had all three of these facilities and bundled up together, or was different sellers, and you just kind of bundled it in with the SBA loan? How did one that work? Seller. So he had three facilities. They're all about 15, 20 minutes each from each other. So one is 164 units. The other one is 47 and then 30, and they're all within 15 minutes in the same area. So how was that process like getting something like that approved with SBA? Did, was it the 7A loan or was it a different type of loan that you had to use? 7A loan. So so with the 7A loan, it's a minimum of 500000 So if you if you buy anything under 500000 you want to go with this on um, the express loan, which is smaller. So the two smaller facilities, typically you wouldn't qualify for the 7A because it was 47 and 30 units. But because I bundled it together with the 164-unit facility, we just... They, they just put it together as one jumbo loan, one acquisition, but I know it's three separate facilities. So three separate facilities, one loan, one mortgage payment, yep. everything wrapped in to all. Was that a difficult process getting approved? Let's just say, for example, I want to, well, first answer that question. Was it difficult to get that deal approved? It depends on which who you ask, right? That I, shit was difficult. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Like, stop playing. Like, like, Look at your face, son. <laughs> you know that joke was it's difficult, bro. It's a lot of people. A lot of yeah, people. Like, come on, bro. This is right to gyms, son. Yeah, it's we want of, the gyms, man. I, I, Don't it, sugarcoat this shit, I, It's bro. a lot of people. I go hold It's a lot like, of people. Like, come on, bro. Yes, it's a lot of people. <laughs> answer that question. Hell yeah. A lot of people. Most people going to be like, nah, I don't want to have to go through three different facilities. I need to see leases for every single unit. I need to see the rent rolls. I need to see the mix of units. I need the tax bills, school tax. Like, it's a lot of paperwork to go into it that most people are going to be like, ah. So what were some of those obstacles, right, besides the paperwork, right? Because we want to, I, I want, again, rants and gems and yeah. everything I do is all about learning. It's all about, all right, how can we give people the shortcuts? Obviously, we can't tell them everything, yeah. right? Um, they're going to have to join communities and do, do things like that to really get that further knowledge. But yeah. just in a general standpoint, like what are some of the, the restrictions or the limitations that SBA might have had with trying to get this deal funded because I know when I do portfolio deals just on regular residential or commercial properties, that shit is a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. It is a headache amongst that. I almost hate doing it, <laughs> right? When you're doing these type yeah. of blanket mortgages because it's just so much, it's paperwork intensive. You gotta depend on, especially if you're doing like a blanket loan for like a, a huge like single family portfolio or something like that. Like, I'm in the process of one right now. It's like 40, 40 properties. So you got 40 appraisals and yeah. 40 title reports. Yeah. And it's yeah. a lot that yeah. goes along with this. And it's very expensive for the investor up front. So, like, what were some of those things and challenges that you guys faced when you was doing this portfolio? Doing? Not just with SBA, but just in general. Um, the biggest challenge would be communication with the seller. Because you, you're pretty much relying on the seller to get you a lot of the documents, right? The bank needs tax returns. The bank needs leases for every single unit. In this particular case, this seller didn't have leases for every single unit. So we had to get over that hurdle of, okay, you know, you don't have these leases over here, but you have the leases for this facility. Can we duplicate it, right? Um, in addition to that, I would say some other challenges that we had was um, 
taxes, right? Because each each facility, even though it's 15, 20 minutes apart, but one is in a flood zone, right? So the taxes <coughs> is different from over here, right? So just being able to keep track of the different outliers that comes with each facility, I guess that was a challenge. Just that communication piece with the, with the seller and making sure that's out. So what was the seller like trying to hold back information? Because some of these sellers are just liars. Yeah. They just say, oh, the, you know, this is, you know, it, it's glitter and gold. But it's really shit, yeah. right? So, what kind of yeah. what was he trying to do to kind of make this deal more difficult for you? I guys? don't, I don't think he was trying to hold anything back. I think he, he's seventy one years old, mm. so he been in the business thirty years. He didn't keep track of paper. Like, I'm coming in with new, fresh systems, management, right? We tight on the books. He's an old school guy. He's doing a handshake, right? Hunt, run out this unit on a handshake. So that was pretty much the the barrier of him now having to go backtrack and cre- recreate new things and try to gather stuff that he probably didn't have. I think a lot of the stuff he had to just really create on the fly. Systems. Exactly. You have systems. That was that was it. Hmm. Yeah. Systems are very important. Thanks. So what type of systems should we have in place if we want to manage like a large storage facility like this? So I use a management company. Um, my, my just man, like a regular, regular traditional property manager. Yeah, but it's, but it's all in-house. All in-house. So okay. I, I actually hire out a third-party management company, but it's specifically for self-storage. So obviously you, you have to know and understand self-storage. So one of the softwares that we use is called SiteLink. So with SiteLink, now we automate the website to our accounting software. So when somebody books a unit online, it'll automatically update on the accounting side. So we see how many units is available, what's vacant, right? When could we increase prices? When somebody moves out, it'll alert us, let us know it's time for us to go for an increase. So that's the type of system that we want to implement and make sure that, which he didn't have, but, you know, I hire a management company that, that does all of that from A to Z. So... All right, so you have, what's it called, SiteLink? SiteLink, yeah. SiteLink, and that's basically like your online property manager. Software. Software yeah. that you use, and then you hire actual, you know. Management company management to company manage it. To manage that. Now, are these people in-house at these facilities? Like, they report the work there, or are they doing everything virtual? So, it's two, two parts to it. Um, the management company is all virtual. So it was a cold calling virtual office, right? I have cold callers, VAs that answer the phones and do everything online. But I have one person that actually runs the facilities. He goes there three days a week. You know, so I pay him $1,500 a month. And his job is to just go to the facilities three days a week, check on the locks, make sure there's no trash around, make sure that, you know, no people sleeping and homeless, you know, people hanging out. So that's just something I, we implement just to make sure that we're keeping things good on, on um, street level. But management is all virtual. Virtual management, yeah. storage facility. I'm thinking about like public storage because I have a, a facility. Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, a unit there. Yeah. And it's always the old lady there. Yeah, so, so old, lady, old Lady Quillis is always in the building. <laughs> and I'm now, I'm just I'm like looking at them, I'm like, damn, how they do this like yeah. all virtual? Because usually you go there, somebody has problems, you gotta, hey, old lady, come, come help yeah. me out, right? Like, how are you guys dealing with that if there's nobody really there? Because I know when I do my public storage thing, there's always a body there. How often do you go to your unit? Tooks, how often do you go? 
<laughs> exactly. Never. Never. Never pretty much. Right? Exactly. Like, because I definitely don't. I definitely, yeah. I probably go there 90%, once a month. 95% of the tenants do not come back. They put their items in the unit. They don't come back for months, years. So it's not a lot of hands-on management. You know, it's very slim where we'll have to actually go and physically be out, but that's why we have a part-time guy that is on call. So if there's anything that does need to happen, well, this case is where somebody may need a lock, right? You know, they they lock is broken, they can't get in, so we gotta call them over there to break the lock and get them a new lock. Um, but that's about it. Other than that, we don't really have. So that that makes issues. this business even more profitable because now you don't really have to have bodies. No, no, you don't need no payroll. You don't have payroll tax because you're contracting. Yeah. And that's 1099. Exactly. Right? So you ain't worried about no payroll tax. You ain't worried about no health benefits. You ain't worried about somebody calling out sick. No. Nope. None of the above. So, shit, from a profit standpoint, like what kind of money can we really make by investing into this? Because when I hear 246 units, I'm like, damn, this could be a home run. Yeah. Right? Like what type, of, what type of cash flow are we looking at with some, some of these type oh, of storage facility um, deals? So right now we're bringing in over eighty thousand dollars a month from like, this two hundred and forty six. From the total, my total portfolio right now, gross, 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 gross. So the profit margin is higher because no tenants, mm. no trash, no toilets. So I come from the residential space. I've been in real estate for nine years, right? So I bought apartment buildings, two families, four families. I did all that, right? But the problem was I hired management, but I was still managing the property management, right? Because you got to call me. When a toilet is clogged, when the kitchen sink is leaking, the neighbors upstairs is loud, all these different things is happening. When somebody leaves a leaves an apartment, I gotta go and spend ten, twelve thousand to renovate it just to get a new tenant in there. Now I gotta wait another year to possibly get my return back. Versus the self storage, we, we we get them out of there in thirty days. We spend. I call I call my auction guy. He come in and clean out the unit, power wash. That's it. Give him five hundred bucks. We get the next person in there. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Storage facilities. Yeah. I'm just thinking about this. I pay like $300 a month for my storage facility, and I don't never go there. <laughs> it like, it's, on the credit, it's, it's on your credit card. It's right? on my credit card. So, so, so think it's automatic. About think about the psychology. I'm really right? thinking about this. You just say 80000 a month. And I'm like, damn. Think about the psychology, though, right? So you pay $300 a month on your credit card. It's auto pay. That's an easier sell than somebody that's living in an apartment building that got to pay you 2000 And they got to pay you cash or Zelle or ACH transfer. You're not doing credit card on a, on a, on a, on a rental unit unless you're charging a fee, right? So that's a harder sell where somebody got to pay you that consistently versus I just get you $300, put it on a credit card, and I give you a 10% discount so that you can put it on auto pay every single month. It's not even, you're not even thinking about it because you're running around doing all this. And the crazy thing about it, these fools will sell your ish. Like, if you don't pay, like, literally, yo, I almost went to auction. Like, literally recently, because <laughs> my credit card that I had was expired. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize it was expired. And then, like, I don't check the emails like that. Yeah. So I'm one day perusing my email because I was looking for something. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's this public storage notice in my joint? Like, what are they talking about? No payment. I'm like, this yeah. thing is auto pay. Yeah. Bro, this had to be like the 10th of the month. And I'm like, why am I thinking they go through? I'm like, oh, damn, the card expired. Let me da -da -da -da, go update it. I go into the, 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 the portal. It's telling me, makeup is like a big and red too. Make your payment or you're going to auction soon. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I said, damn, it's not even 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, like, it's not even 30 days. So, I've had this thing for two plus years. No, no hiccups, no problems, you, no nothing. How much you, how, do you remember how much you paid when you first got into the unit? So I had a smaller unit at okay. first. I had, I think, like a 10 by 10 okay. or something like that. Then I upgraded to, uh, I don't know what it is. I think it's probably like a 10 by 20 right mm -hmm. now because um, we had to put like equipment and things like that in there now. So I needed more space. And when I first got in there, first they, they, they hit you with like the dollar for the month or something like yeah, that, yeah. which I thought like was, oh, that's a crazy tactic, right? Yeah. Like who wouldn't want to just pay a dollar for your first month? And then after that, I think it was like $125 a month for the 10 by 10. Then it went, then when I upgraded, it went to almost, it almost doubled basically. But then just now with the late fee and everything, it was like 380 or something like that I had to pay. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, like these fools really was about to put my joint on auction. Yeah. And I got kicks and I got like, because I'm building my crib right now. So yeah. like I got a lot of stuff in there. I'm like, yeah, I got kicks galore. Yeah. I got like 100 plus pair of sneakers in there. I'm like, somebody would have had a field day if they would have brought this thing out of auction. Yeah. So it's like, that's crazy to me. Like, yeah. is there any rules or regulations? Like, you can't, it's not like a regular eviction. Like, if oh. you miss past what, how many days? It's what, 30, like, so. 30 we, days, we, then you can start selling? Yeah, we go by lien laws, not eviction. So when you buy apartment buildings or residential. It's eviction. It's eviction laws with storage facilities, lien laws. So we actually put a lien on your unit. So after 30 days, if you don't make your payment, we send you a notice. And most people don't check their email, just like you just said. Right? Word. And I wasn't even 30 days, bro. This was 10, 11 days into the yeah. month. And it was ready to auction my joint. Yeah. I'm like, what the we, hell we, going I, on? I do 30 days. But after 30 days, if you haven't paid, we send you a notice. And if you don't respond within the five days after that notice, I'm calling the auction guy. And I got an auction guy specifically designated to my facilities. Call him up. Let's come and do the auction. <laughs> get you, get, and, and this is what I'm saying. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> Because yeah, that's so terrible, y'all. It is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But it's a simple business, right? And, I, and the reason why I asked you about how much you paid when you first started because it's thirty day leases, right? So I don't have to wait twelve months to increase your rent. That's why it's a recession proof business. After every thirty days, I can increase the rent. So every I don't do it every thirty days, but every ninety days, I'm going up 15 percent on your rent. And as long as I send you a notice via email, and again, you probably don't check your notice. But your credit card, you see the extra seven, eight dollars on the bill, boom, every three months, because leases every single thirty days. Yo, what the so fuck? So now bro? the revenue, <laughs> what? now I can drive my revenue up on the facility through increasing the revenue, and even when you those late fees that you pay, that's more revenue that goes to the bottom line. And with commercial real estate, the value of your facility it's is based, based upon income. income. Yeah. So every time you late and you pay it. You increasing the value of the facility. Yeah, I can't get over the fact that you just said you raising your rent every ninety days. Yeah, that's kind of gangster, bro. Like, why? <laughs> why what? The, now, now I'm gonna talk because I'm I'm a customer now. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, why the hell are you raising your rent every ninety days? Because of demand. Like right now, if you think about the economy, people losing their jobs, people downsizing, foreclosures. As people downsize, they can't afford these big houses. They start to room, right? Move with different people, and now they got to put the items in the storage unit. Somebody like you who build in a house, you got to put your items in a storage unit. A lot of businesses that's shutting down, they couldn't survive during the pandemic. They're now putting their items in storage units. The demand is there. So it's supply and demand. As long as my demand is there, I'm going to increase my rents every single time. And it's revenue management. So for me, if I don't increase my rents, I'm not growing my business. So it's not, uh, it's not just you buying.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. real estate you're you're buying a business how can i grow my business how can i create more income so if i don't increase my rents now i'm gonna keep it stabilized the tenants is going to be comfortable versus i want to increase my rents so you can be uncomfortable and then you're going to say where i'm going to go you're going to go somewhere else well there's nowhere else to go Mm. now if you do go i'm gonna bring somebody else in but i can treat you i can charge them higher rent because you're a new a new renter yeah i'm looking at my bill right now y'all and it's funny to say that I, I really just typed <laughs> into my email, right? So I was like, you know what? People don't check the email. I'm one of those people. And they just sent me something on May 12th. What's today? The 15th? Today's 17th? the 17th. And it's like, okay, you got upcoming payments coming next month. Now I'm looking at my joint right now. It's like, yo, you have to do a new, um, I guess it's like, they just raised me. It was 313. Now they're going to 330. You didn't even know it. <laughs> nah, you, that's why I just looked at it when you were just saying that. Like, yo, this is gangster, man. Yeah. This is some bullshit. And it adds up. Think about a crime. And, and as soon as I'm done this interview, I'm calling these people. <laughs> like, what I, the I hell's going on here? I don't units in public storage. I buy independent, right? So public storage, extra space, those are the corporate-owned facilities. I buy small, mom and pop independent. But if you think about, we do that across 241 units, across 300 units, that little $12, $15, $20 increase it adds up over 300, 500 units, and we think about how much money we're making. Yo, that's how much crazy, value yo. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Yo, use storage facility, guys, are pretty pretty gangster with this. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and there's no lo- rules and regulation to protect the consumer on this. Well, you got the email. I really just did get this freaking email, and I'm actually I'm not happy about this right now. <laughs> like I'm, I, I swear to God, I'm really not happy about this because I really don't understand why I'm being charged extra for the same space just because of quote unquote demand because yeah. of the economy and all this other BS you just told me right now. <laughs> like I don't care about that. What does that have to do with me? I'm a paying customer for two yeah. years. Yeah. Why are you why are you raising my like I'm really pissed off behind this right now, bro. Like I'm literally having this conversation, looking at my account right now. Like what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Bro, all right. I'm I'm kind of kind of frustrated now. I'm not gonna hold you up. Like you really just made me like really just sit here and just say, yo, what the hell is going on yeah. with this stores facility play right now? Yeah. Like how dare these people uh, take our hard earned money and then also sell your stuff? Yep. Like, how are they doing this? And it's legal. It's legal. It's a business. Yeah. Which side right. you want to be on? 
What made you even get interested in storage facilities, first of all? Because this is not normal, bro. It's not. This is not normal. This sounds all good and fine, Danny. And as a customer, I'm really, I'm really <laughs> disturbed right now about this. Yo. Like, I'm not even going to hold you up. My payment went up on me, y'all. <laughs> like, this is bullshit as you're saying this. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, so I, I, I got What made in, you get into this, bro? So 2020, I got into the real estate business. I've been in, I mean, got into the self-storage business. I've been in real estate for nine years. I started out in 2014. Um, single families, duplexes. My first property was a two-family brownstone in Brooklyn, and um, I made six figures on that deal. So I made $157,000 my first deal, and I started buying more properties, right? Going mm -hmm. to the auction, buying these properties blind, just really building my portfolio. But I had a, I had a million-dollar portfolio by the time I was 27, 28, but that was in 2020, right? So when the pandemic happened, everything started to crumble for me. I thought I was up because I had these properties, I'm cash flowing, I got value, but then tenants stopped paying their rent because I'm buying in low-income areas. I'm buying in Pennsylvania, I'm buying in Ohio, I'm buying in Milwaukee, some parts of Jersey, where I could get more cash out of the rentals, but the value is not there. So as the pandemic happened and people lost their jobs, I had a few of my tenants that stopped paying their rent, right? And now I'm debt heavy, right? I'm stuck mm -hmm. with mortgage, taxes, maintenance, but I'm not getting the cash flow, I'm tight. So I had to think on my feet and figure out how could I actually get out of this situation. So I started selling off a few of my properties to liquidate and get some cash back in, right? But one property in particular, it was a two family, and I had somebody that was offering me $20,000 more than what I was asking for, because at that time when, in the pandemic, people was paying $20,000, $30,000 as, over asking price, right? So he had one condition. He said, I'm gonna pay you $20,000 more than what you asking for. I just need you to deliver me the property vacant. Mm. I said, bet. I went to the tenant, it was one vacant, it was another one that was still, I gave him $2,000, cash for keys. I said, take this two grand, I just want you to leave because I need to go sell this property. He agreed, he just said, I just need you to put my items in a storage unit for 90 days. I said, bet, I'll do it, I got you. And I couldn't find no storage units available in my area. Everywhere in the county, every unit was sold out. And that's when the light bulb went off for me. I said, I need to get on this side of the business. I started YouTubing, Googling, all that cool stuff that we do. Um, found a mastermind, paid $50,000, flew out to this mastermind, learned this whole new world of self-storage, and I used the profits from what I was selling my properties for to go buy my first facility three years ago, and then just kept going from there. Interesting. Yeah. What makes a good deal? What works? Because I know how to analyze real estate. Obviously, I'm an investor myself, but from storage facilities, like, especially as being new in this game. Yeah. Like, how do you analyze these deals? Like, what type of formulas are you using? What type of, like, cash or cash return should we be looking for? Yeah. Like, what's really the play on this? Yeah, so it's just like any other um, commercial real estate asset that you buy. So when you evaluate some storage facilities, there's a few things. Number one, I want to look at supply index, mm -hmm. right? So supply index is telling you if there's a demand for that facility, right? So in New York City, the demand is crazy because the population is high, so much people. So the way you get your supply index is you look in a five mile radius, right? And within that five mile radius, you wanna get the total amount of units that's available. So you will call up all the facilities in five mile radius and find out how many total units, or you can use a system that we use called StoreTrack, right? That's the system that I use where I can go and find out how many total units is in this five mile radius. And then I also- StoreTrack? Yep, StoreTrack. Okay. Yep, so now I get, let's say it's a thousand units in this five mile radius, you divide that by the population, how many people are actually in this area, and then that number needs to be a 7% or below for me. If it's 7% or below, that means that there's demand, there's people there that still need storage units, 
right? If mm -hmm. this 8% are higher, then typically it's like, all right, it's too much units for the amount of people that's there. So I first want to look at the supply, make sure it's not a dying area. Um, then after that, I want to look at the, like, what is my return? What is my cash on cash return? You know, how long is it going to take me to get my down payment back? For me, you know, I like to get my down payment back in like three to four years, right? So I need to see 25, 30 plus percent cash on cash return is what I need to see. You know, so those two things check out for the most part. And then if I see a value add opportunity, right? So value add means how can I, can I increase the rents? Can I partner with the local moving company and, and, and provide more services? Is there a U-Haul nearby? If there's no U-Haul nearby, I need to bring U-Haul onto this facility. What are some ways that I can create value? Um, once those things check out, it's a deal for me. I'm buying more money. I'm just buying more streams income. Yo, it's so crazy, right, y'all? And I ain't gonna hold y'all up. I'm looking at my account right now, right? And, <laughs> and I'm like really like searching this shit. I mean, yeah. as we talking, I'm having this conversation because this is just an interesting yeah. whole model. This is a play. Super. Because I'm being bamboozled right now, right? Big time by these people. I'm looking at, yo, I took over this unit. I got a 10 by 10. Yeah. So I had something smaller um, than that, right? And I'm looking at my payment history, and I'm looking back. I think I, when did I get this bigger unit? I think I got the bigger unit pause in like September, October of last year. Yo, my joint was 210. 210, yo. And I'm looking at my payment history, right? 230, and like every month, like November, 232. December, 247. January, 247. February 247, March 247. Then it went up to 328. 328, and then the 512 payment was 390 because the credit card expired. Like, what the hell is happening here? Yeah. I And I didn't even notice none of this. Until you, like, because I don't freaking, I'm not thinking about this but shit. You, but don't, don't, like, don't be hard on yourself. That's 99% of it. No, because <laughs> this is real, because you yeah. just put your stuff in storage and you just go. Yeah. You're not thinking about, like, I'm not paying attention to, like, this fee, because, like you said, it comes out of the credit card. I see, oh, public storage, great, it's paid, my stuff is safe, right? Yeah. When Tooks need to go get cameras or something, or we need to throw some, I need to throw some my stuff in storage or get a pair of sneakers that I probably don't have in my crib right now, like, that's when I go there. And now I'm looking at the payments, and I've never paid attention to the payments. Yeah. Until I'm having this conversation. Yeah. Yo, how my joint go from 232 to 247 <laughs> in one month, and it's automatically come out on a second of every month. So there's no late fees, no nothing. Yo, this is a ripoff to me. <laughs> the nigga's got smiling. Yo, he's yo. How you smiling at our downfall? That's right now. Like it's business. <laughs> look at this guy. He's, there's no compassion, capitalism over here. With my guy up that right here. Yeah. Like he like it's business, y'all. It's business. Yeah. Yo, how my joint go from two 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 thirty two to two forty seven? Right how do I get this lower? What's the game on that? Now, <laughs> now I need the real talk. What's so, the game on getting my my bill back down to three two thirty two? Because how my drink go from two thirty two to two forty seven to three twenty eight? <laughs> like what the hell is going on? Yeah, honestly, it's really like no way unless you go to the facility and be like, I want to leave. Unless you drop my price, but they're going to say leave because they're going to get somebody else. I'm pretty sure they got a waiting list of two three hundred people. So once you leave, they're going to hit up the waiting list and say, all right, come in. And charge them even more what they were charging you. 
Yo, this is the biggest scam in America <laughs> right now. Yo, this is Scam Demic 101 Storage Facility. Let me ask you this. Do you got insurance in your unit? Hell yeah, that's 15 Wait, hold on. Hold on. So let me give you the point, I hope right? my insurance <laughs> didn't go up. Hold on. What's going on here? How do I look at this? Yo, my insurance, I think, is $15. Let me go to detail view. I got a 10 by 10. Yep. 10 by 10. It don't say how much insurance, but I think the insurance is $15. All right, so give me the play. How do I get so, this lower? How you get it off? I want this lower. That's, I, I can't help you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I can't help you with that. Oh, you know, my God. But um, I'm going to play though. But look, I could help you. <laughs> I could help you get to the other side so we can go buy it. Okay, help <laughs> us buy this shit because this is, this is definitely. I can help you do that. Yo, I'm really disturbed right now. So, so look, this is I just paid two months of payments, too, while we're just sitting here, too, because I'm like, you know what? I ain't fucking around with these people. <laughs> like, yep. yo, this is, this is really disturbing me right now. Like, how, now my payment due July 1st. Like, do you make the money off the insurance yourself? Yeah. So, so I'm going to get you to play, right? So, here you go. The reason why I love self storage, right? Because oh I'm about. Oh, my God. This is more. such a scam, <laughs> yo. My entire concept, bro, for my life is like, I need to become more effective in less time. Right, like I just told you, my dad passed away a couple of days ago. Right, it's like my, my uncle passed. Thank you, my uncle passed away last year. My grandmother passed away a couple months ago. I lost my mom when I was twelve. My other grandma was fourteen. So I go through life with a mindset of like, what it takes you thirty years to do, I need to do it in ten. I need to become more effective in less time. So when I got into the self storage industry, it showed me that. I can create multiple streams of income with one acquisition. I don't need to go buy 10, 20 houses. I could buy one facility, two, three facilities and break it down. So not only are we making money on the rents that we're charging you and we increasing it every 90 days, right? I'm also making money on insurance because we have an affiliate partnership with the insurance company where we get 30% of the premium. So that 15 bucks is what you charge, what you charge, I mean, what you pay, but your premium is probably a couple thousand for the year and we getting 30% on that. Every single unit. Wait, hold up. Hold the fuck up. All right. I'm looking at this German now. It says yeah. my joint is $15 for insurance. Yeah. You see, my payment is July 1st. Yeah. Next one. And my rent is $313, bro. Yeah. Like, so you telling me that you're making money off my $15? Yes. As because, the owner? So you know $15 is what you pay, but obviously the coverage is probably two, $3,000. That's your full coverage, right? So that coverage, that premium is what I get paid on. Wow, per person. So you make th so you make three. If it's a thousand dollar premium, you'll make three hundred. Three hundred dollars times that by two hundred and forty six units. Correct. Where's my calculator? Where's my calculator? At? <laughs> oh, Hold man. on. Yeah. So two hundred forty six times three hundred. That's seventy three thousand eight hundred dollars. Now, now look, you see that number, right? That's additional income. But with commercial real estate, the value is by income. So take that seventy two divided by uh, um, excuse me, 72 divided by 8%, because that's the cap rate. That's how you get the value. So that's 922500 So now I just added that amount of value to my facility, all for just an insurance player, because that's more income. Yo, this whole shit sound like the biggest scam in America. Yo. Now, it's, 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 this is why these <laughs> fools are building up public, these storage facilities all over America. Everywhere. Everywhere. everywhere I go, I see a new storage facility being built. Yep. Like, literally everywhere. Yep. So these fools, not only 
And you're one of these fools, right? <laughs> because you're I'm owner now. You're owner of this, so you, yeah. you, you. I'm a customer now. Yeah. I'm not. We gonna get you to the owner side. I, I'm not ever G the mortgage guy right now. I'm a customer complaining <laughs> yeah. to an owner because this is like really disturbing me right now, right? <laughs> like, yo, so you sit here, you raise my rent. Yep. Like you <laughs> raise my rent. Yep. Every but single a management company, I let, they 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 raise the rent. That's their job. So you raise the rent yeah. every single ninety days. Mm-hmm. So for every quarter, I get a raise yep. of eight to ten percent. Yep. And then you make your money off of that. Then you make your money off the insurance. Let me go further. Yeah, <laughs> you gonna go further? Let, let's go. <clears throat> All right. So look, when you rented out the unit, did you use any like movers or trucks or anything, or you just did it yourself? Uh, I probably used Tooks. <laughs> Tooks probably Tooks and Will was probably carrying equipment and stuff right Tooks yeah so, so, so look most people right they, use, they need to get when you run out a unit now it's mandatory to get insurance right then most people they also need moving services right because they don't want to be lugging mattresses and TVs right I partner with the local moving company in the area I refer them all the business. When you, oh, this is the moving company that we use. This is our preferred moving company. Go here. And now I send you over to them. It's not my moving company. I don't have to manage people and deal with the liability, but they give me 30% commission. That 30% commission is more income to the bottom line, more value to the facility. Then we bring U-Haul in as well. So now I'm not in the transportation business. U-Haul is running the trucking business for me, the transportation business. So when you, when you get movers, we also get you the trucks, 30%. I'm getting paid multiple times. Then when you're buying the duct tape, the locks. The locks, the boxes, the packing supplies, we sell that. And we, you know, we gonna upcharge. We upcharge, you know, at least 30% more than what you pay at Walmart because it's convenience. <laughs> so you're gonna pay $9 for a lock because you're here right now. Unless you want to go up the street and go pay $2, but you're here right now. $9 for a lock. Well, that was a fact. I did get some duct tape from these fools. I did buy a lock from them. Yeah. And that lock was expensive because yeah. I, I didn't want the flimsy looking lock because I got valuables. So yeah. I brought a lock. I think that was like $20, $30 lock that I purchased. And I know they didn't pay that. Nah. They probably got that joint for $5. Yeah, do lower than that. Oh, my do God. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, all right. So, what's some other ways we can make money with the stars facility? So, how many streams? Uh, so, the average mm -hmm. man, they said they get seven streams of income, right? Correct. So, I would at least give you seven. Okay. So, I said rent out the units, right? Um, insurance, moving company, trucking company, retail, which is selling the locks, the boxes, the packing supplies. I also charge for parking. So, I actually target carbon to business owners, people that do Toro in my area, where you parking your cars in the parking lot in this apartment complex? You getting boots? You getting tickets? Well, you could park on my facility, and I'm gonna charge you. So now I'm getting paid by parking. In addition to that, we do the Amazon drop-off service. So a lot of people that buy packages off of Amazon, we partner with Amazon. Now you drop your packages off. That increase more foot traffic for us to make more money. You want me to keep going? How many things is that? I, you lost me. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm dizzy right now. <laughs> so right, the the units. The insurance, the moving company, the trucking company, the retail service, the parking, the Amazon drop-off, and that's seven right there, but I'm going to give you, because we still doing this right now. We're in the process of doing this right now with these three facilities that I just picked up, but we getting the payment processes and all that stuff, you know, set up correctly. But we're baking out, we're going to bake out probably like seven of the units to be content studios. So now, instead of you having to go somewhere else and pay you 
couple thousand dollars to go rent out a studio. You come into our storage unit, we charge you by the hour. You could do a podcast. You could actually do your photo shoot. You could do a video. You could do whatever you need to do because we don't need plumbing. We don't know kitchen. All you need is the space. So we just soundproof it, make sure we got a backdrop, and now we run to the content studio. And all this stuff, we go, I'm going to put all this stuff up on the gram. Wow. And, and the, good, the beautiful thing about this, bro, is because the value is from the income. So the more income I drive out of my facility, so these three facilities that I just picked up, 850000 I'm projected to turn into $2.8 million. That's my goal. $2.8 million in the next three years from, from all of these streams. And value. And then cash out, refinance a couple years from now. And um, double down. All right. What are the cons of this? Right? Because this is sounding <laughs> way yeah. too good. Yeah. All right. And I got to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Because you just told me you you about to make a $2 million profit. Facts. On something you pay $800,000 for. Yeah. 850. 850 yeah. for. All right. What are the cons? There has so, to be cons. So, yeah. Like any, this, is, this sounds any, too good to yeah. be true. Like any business, there's this always cons, right? Because you have people that don't pay their rent. So just going through that process. Even well, that's, that works for you. It, it does. Well, that's part, is that, hold on. Before you get to the cons, right? Okay. Let's get back to the streams. Okay. Are auctions part of your stream too? When you sell people shit? Yeah, so it varies though. So sometimes okay. we'll make additional money, but sometimes we'll actually lose as well, right? So it really depends. Sometimes it's a wash and sometimes it's not. Because okay. some, sometimes people have stuff in a unit and they don't even sell for what we thought, right? Most people just have garbage in there, right? So what do you do with the garbage? Just toss it? I call my auction guy. He come, I give him 500 bucks and he disappears. I don't know where he take it. I don't care where it goes. $500, make everything disappear out of this unit. Wow. All right. Continue with the yeah. cons. So people don't pay their rent, which is still a positive because now I can get somebody else in there and, you know, rent it out, auction it and stuff like that. But that's still a headache, right? Because nobody want anybody to be in their facility and not pay rent. Um, we've had cases where people try to homeless people try to just go and sleep in a unit and hang around like these are things that happen um you have people that like, i've never dealt with this specifically um but you know people actually try to break into units things happen like that so you want to make sure you have cameras and everything set up luckily for me i've never had that but i have partners that have dealt with like break-ins and things like that with units i've had people that leave like the biggest thing is the filth honestly i've had people that leave like Pets inside of a storage unit. Crazy. Damn. And now that's stinking up the whole facility and we got to go through a whole process and stuff like that. But that's really it for me. It's really no con. That's why I love it so much and I'm proud and I, I get passionate about it because it is truly like when I thought real estate was like going down for me in 2020, it was a blessing in disguise because God was shaping me for something new. He said, All right, I'm going to shake you up in 2020. I'm going to see what you're about, but I'm going to show you a whole new industry that you could tap into and make money and build legacy for your family. But now you can go impact the world and teach them something that the rooms that I'm in, I just went to Vegas at the self storage conference. I took 15 of my mentees. We was the only black people in the room. We in the front row, we moving, we shaking because it's an old industry and they don't see people like us in there. Mm. So that's really, how do you assess like the market? Cause I, I still can't get over this raising my rent shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Like, I, I'm still, I'm stuck on this, show. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm stuck on this. This is really blowing minds. But how do you assess the market to know, like, all right, I'm going to raise up X, Y, and Z? Like, are you looking at comparables, other storage facilities for the same um, space and size, what they're charging? Like, what's, like, the, that process like? Yeah. So is my management company. Part of their responsibility is to do secret shopping. 
So secret shopping is a quarterly thing that they need to do and report out on it. So secret shopping is going to the nearest facilities within a five-mile radius because that's what our competition is, anything within five miles. So I want to go on their website, see what they're charging. I want to make sure to see if they added any different streams that maybe we're not you know, adding in. I want to go look at the curb appeal and do they have any marketing, any specials. Oh, come in, get your first month rent free, right? All right, well, we need to give them two months rent free, right? So every 90 days, we want to assess the competition, see what, see what they're doing so that we can implement. And that determines how we go out whether we're going to increase our rents, lower our rents, or whatever the case may be. But everybody's, like, going up. Everybody's going up. Yeah, because inflation. Like, everything everything is going up, period, right? And eggs and milk and gas and food and rent. What makes you think we won't go up? Storage facilities, huh? It's where we need to be. Storage, this is the devil, y'all. I'm really kind of pissed off that my payment went up almost 40, almost almost a hundred dollars yeah. under my nose and I did not even know until this, convers- <laughs> until this conversation like mm-hmm. and there's nothing I can do it's like we signed a contract so in that contract that no one reads basically <laughs> right because I know I damn sure didn't read it. I was probably just like hey old lady I'm signing so I'm out of here right it basically stays in there that my rent can go up at any time we have the we have the opportunity and we have the um, ability to raise your rent within 30 days um, of notice at any point, as long as we give you 30 days notice. And I'm pretty sure you got a notice 30 days before. Now, I'm going to really search all my emails yeah. for this because now I'm like, all right, I really want to see what it, did, it really did because if not, then I want you all to lower my, my feedback because I didn't get no, no notification. It's public that. story. They're corporate. I'm pretty sure they got the eyes and teeth. I'm pretty sure they do. <laughs> they, they I'm pretty sure it. I missed the email. Let's <laughs> go. Freaking shaking his head yes. Right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I missed the email, yep. right? Like, it is what it is, man. All right, so give us one last gem. Yeah. We're coming up on time here. Give us one last final gem that we haven't discussed so far about stores facilities. Yeah. Um, well, we, we broke down a lot of game, you know. Um, the biggest thing is um, understanding that it's possible, right? Understanding that you think that you got to pay 20 30% when you could actually come to the table with 10%. You can go to bizbuysell.com, which is a website. It's a business brokerage website where you can go find distressed, motivated self-storage facility owners that's tired, ready to get out of the business. So if you go to bizbuysell.com, you find something for 500000 700000 now you go to SBA, get the 7A loan, do 10% down. 10% down on a $500,000 facility is $50,000, $60,000 with closing costs and fees and stuff like that. And now you own a facility. Well, I want to break down a concept too, because this is, before we go, I want to break down a concept that I was able to utilize to even get to where I am today. Let's do it. Right? So every single, and this is for, the reason why I want to share this because everybody can do this. I know they probably hear us talking about it, but oh, this can't be me. Right? So every single year, I have what I call a family legacy meeting. Right. And with this family legacy meeting, I bring my wife, my brothers, my sisters, my cousins um, all in one room. And we have financial literacy meetings. the same way we have seminars and webinars, but we do it in person as family. Right. And um, there's a few stipulations. Right. One of the things is everybody need to come to the table, open up their credit profile as a minimum mandatory. The second thing is everybody need to have their business. So when you come to the table, we want to see who has the best credit profile, and we do a susu. So everybody put up $200 a month, and every month we take the pot and we invest towards somebody else's financial development. So this month, we may fix, like, my aunt credit because the credit's bad. This month, like, and this is what we did in 2019, right? My dad, rest in peace, but we actually invested so that he could go get his private money broker. So for all our students, he's the premier person that was 
getting everybody brokered on these deals, right? We took money the next month and we helped my brother go get his life insurance license, life, become a life insurance agent. So now he helps us set up our life insurance policies, do all these cool strategies, but I'm sharing this because you know, we gotta come together collectively and start in our family, start in our household to invest and get everybody in position so we don't gotta go rely on somebody else, right? My cousin, he works 40, 60 hours a week, knew nothing about investing, but he had an 800 credit score. He's just a responsible person, right? So we opened up his credit profile, he had an 800. I put him on my LLC, got him $45,000 in funding in 24 hours, right? With that $45,000, I went and found, and this is before self-storage, this was in 2019, I went and found a, a single family. Um, it was a two family. Really. No, it was a two family, right? I found a two family, got it on the contract. All I had to do was come to the table with $8,000. I went to my cousin. I said, hey, you got $45,000. I just got you on a business credit card. Pulled the $8,000 off that credit card. That was the down payment. Took another $30,000 off the credit card to float the construction. Because you know what hard money, you got to put the construction first. Mm -hmm. Then you get reimbursed, you get reimbursed, pay the card back. But the value is when I pull all the money off the card, you get cash back bonuses. So Chase, they give you $750 cash back when you spend 30,000 or 15,000 in the first 30 days. So that's $750 I used to cover the minimum payments on the card while we was flipping this property. Mm -hmm. That same property flipped it, made $120,000 profit. From that profit, I took the money, throw it in my insurance policy. Now I put in my insurance policy, I pull it back out, and that's my money that I use for a down payment as well towards another storage facility, right? But I did it with no money out. I just collectively brought my family together with a vision. I led by example, and, I'm, and now I'm able to buy properties and build my own private investment group just with family and friends. <clears throat> Fire. Yeah. Fire. I like that. Yeah. Family legacy meetings. Yeah, yeah. It's powerful. Everybody needs to do it. And, and the Susu gym. Yeah. You do a susu in it. Yeah. Now everybody, the susu moves next money. month, it moves money around. We help you, we help you, we help you. I like that. Yeah. That's Obviously, people got to have the mindset. Not everybody going to make it through. Yeah, they got to they gotta pay. Yeah. They, they got to pay because yeah. sometimes the susus, they don't want to pay. They don't. But $200 is not, 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 not a lot. I've yeah. seen the susus like damn that $1,000 a month. Yeah. But, but you family, you got to start small. Yeah, you got to start small. Yeah, 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 yeah. Basic. Yeah, you gotta you gotta crawl before you walk with yeah. that. All right, so how how can the people tap into you? You, you know, I know you do. Um, you got a challenge coming yeah, yeah. up. Like, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, we have a five day challenge. It's called the Fun Your Freedom Challenge. So for five days, you just got this full episode. Imagine for five days straight for an hour and a half, you'll be able to ask myself questions with my two other guys, Boone and Smitty the Goat. We're gonna show you how to clean your credit, how to build your business, how to go get access to capital, and more importantly, when you get the capital how to strategically invest into real estate assets, hard assets that's going to pay you forever, no matter what happens in this economy at all. So it was the five-day challenge. Um, click the link in the description, or you could go to letsfundyourfreedom.com and um, tap in with us. It's five days straight. We're going to show you how to fund your freedom from A to Z. This is something that anybody could do, you know, as little as $297 to get five straight days of game that we just talked about is, is, is a no-brainer. Tell them how to follow you on, on Instagram and everything. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Instagram, mogul lifestyle underscore. So M-O-G-U-L-L-I-F-E-S-T-Y-L-E underscore. Follow me there. Tap in and get more game. Look, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. If you got a, if you rent a storage right now, check your email. Yeah. <laughs> check your account. Check it. Look, really, check your account. See if your fees, your, your, your bill's <laughs> going up, right? Because I did it while we was doing this mid-episode, and it kind of threw me all off. Like, I can't believe these fools raised my price. But when you really think about it, 
that is like a gem too in itself because again, the more income, the more valuable, then you'll be able to cash out, take that and go buy more. So I hope you guys got a lot of information, a lot of gems. Uh, throw some gems in the comment for my guy, Ramel. Make sure you guys go over to Apple, also Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, audio out, outlets, rate it five stars, leave a review, um, download it, listen to it, share it with 10 people. Definitely share this episode with 100 people. Share it to your whole crew because, look, 10% SBA loans, you can get that, government funding, and buying commercial real estate. So... I, I, you know, I'm. I talk to y'all about this later, but I'm. I, I got an idea, but um, I talk to y'all about this later. I know that was kind of random, but <laughs> that is what it is. Matt Garland, NMLS number five eight seven zero zero, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. Peace. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.